This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I feel like this is kind of like a post-game rant, but we're live and we're being recorded and we're being honest and things didn't really go well for the Cincinnati Bengals as they fall to two and three. They're third place in the AFC North, 0-2 in the division, one game out of first place in a very tight race early on in the season. They move on to week six on the road against the New Orleans Saints, but let's, uh, let's focus on the quarterback, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think you watch early on, you see how this game is going. Joe Burrow throws an interception. Joe Burrow has a great drive. You see moments of Joe sparks uh, of what we've seen in the past from Joe Burrow. And I don't know. I don't know what to think. You had these moments, this first reaction. Obviously, you're going to go back and watch the tape. What did you think of Joe tonight? My immediate reaction was he was fine. It wasn't a game that he was a flamethrower, but he also, for the most part, wasn't a detriment to the offense. He was able to make some good throws. He missed a couple times. The one egregious play is the one we talked about. That play-action interception was just, honestly, a mind-boggling decision because the the entire second level just bailed out to 15-plus yards like right after they noticed his play-action. And nobody even ran with Mixon to the flat. And Burrow just still launched it right at two linebackers. It was, I don't think he's overly comfortable. I don't think he's performed under center play action all that much, even though it's much better than gun play action to sell to the defense. At this point, if your quarterback's that bad at it, maybe it's just, ah, man. I, I think I went through this last year where I was like, oh, the design should be better. The design should be better. And then, um, yeah, the quarterback just makes some really bad decisions and throws off of it and you think like maybe he should just do gun only (laughs) type stuff but overall i thought it was fine i definitely don't think he's the reason that they lost this game the 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 interception came at a poor time because it felt like such a big momentum shift to get the ball in that situation then to immediately throw it right back to him It, it went from the ravens missing a golden opportunity i believe that was right on that lamar terrible miss on fourth down to a wide open Tylen Wallace. And then they threw it right back and gave him the ball. So overall, I thought it was fine. I, I don't know. What did you think? It, there, there were moments in that final drive, obviously, uh, when they're going down for, for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, that's Joe. That's Joe and Jamar, 9-1. to one. What, what we saw in 2021. I 
think Joe is going to be fine. Everything's fine with Joe. This is not, like you said, this, this loss wasn't on Joe Burrow. That was one just poor decision. I feel like on his part on the interception, of course, he'd like that ball back. Every quarterback would like their interception back. But at the same time, I have to wonder what Joe is thinking on some of the, not, not his decision-making, but what he's thinking with the play calling too, because at some point, does Joe change it up? Does Joe make his own decisions when he's out there and Joe say, mm, that's not going to work. We, we don't need to do that. You know, will we hear more of that this week? Because yeah, it's only five weeks of football, but you know, it gets late early in the NFL when you fall to two and three and you are in the AFC and it's very strong and it's going to be a tight race. I, I, I guess my thinking is what is Joe Burrow thinking about what's going on with the offense and, and how it feels like it's been kind of a setback this year. I mean, I think Taylor already said the team was comfortable with that fourth and goal shovel pass, but I have to imagine if I was the quarterback or anybody in that situation, if I'm Joe Burrow and what two out of the four plays, I didn't even have a shot at doing anything. It was a gimmick Philly special that didn't work. And, I don't remember the last time that play has worked, to be honest. I, the the mix and throw wasn't a Philly special. It was a completely different play. The Philly special itself is like that whole reverse situation that's long and developing and then a throw either to the quarterback or the route over route coming from behind. Wasn't there. I don't remember the last time that's worked other than in the Super Bowl. Um, I have to be upset. If I'm Joe Burrow and I think I'm a good quarterback and I think we have dudes at receiver and I think I could get us that that touchdown i have to be upset i yeah and then the shovel pass i understand <laughs> i'd have to be upset again i just like why are you taking the ball out of my hands and they went through this in a tight loss last year the 49ers where they took the ball out of his hands they just i think taylor has to stop doing that and if you are going to take the ball out of his hands at least get it to the run game that's cooking like they were getting a lot of push up front mixon was running hard right mixon looked prime mixing today to me he did like making guys miss he, he looked explosive and p ryan was also running strong like you had plenty of strong runs to make it think like okay the run game could work here in this goal line situation but oh man i i would be upset if i was a quarterback in that situation just because i know that this passing offense and i can probably pick up this touchdown if you would just give me the chance so Joe did talk, obviously, after the game. That's what the quarterback does. I mean, you're from that coach. And and one of the things he said was there was just nothing down the field if teams are going to play us like they did today. They had one pass attempt for 20-plus air yards, according to NFL Next Gen. And that's – I don't I don't know if that's just a, a quick reaction after the game from Joe to say, like, look, we, we couldn't get anything down the field. There was nothing open. Um, obviously when you don't have T Higgins out there and you, you, you still have playmakers, you still have Jamar Chase, you still have Hayden Hurst, you still have Joe Mixon. You can still get something going. Heck, they threw it to Mike Thomas a couple of times and it worked. Uh, Samaj P Ryan too in the air. And it just, that's a little scary because it's the Baltimore defense. No offense to Baltimore. Obviously they're in first, first place for a reason. They do have the talent offensively, but defensively they've given up a lot of games in the second half. So that's, not ideal to hear that, hey, there's just nothing down the, there was nothing open if, if teams are going to play us like that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I mean, it's very respectful to the passing offense to just allow the run game to go for six yards of carry by backing all your guys to like 20 yards on the snap. But you have to just make them pay with that and work your way down the field, which they did. Like, we're not discussing this offense as terrible overall. It's just that they disappointed in the goal line situation there because they win that game if they just score the touchdown. But they just – they just – Really let, let everybody down on that goal line situation. And then they made up for it with the next one, but just uh, – I didn't hate the offense for the most part from the second through the fourth quarter. I did in the first quarter. I think everybody should. But the second through the fourth quarter didn't hate the offense. I thought they took their shot when they could, but they just didn't have many opportunities. So they just checked it down a lot, and they ran a lot of screens, and they ran a lot of run game. And to me, that was all fine because it was working. It was the shot play didn't work. It's whatever. I remember two, and I'm wondering if it's two in my mind, but one of them got called back for that DPI holding thing. So I'm wondering, like, maybe that doesn't count as a pass attempt over 20 yards because it's the no play situation. And then there's another one. It was surprising that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow weren't on the same page. I think this might have been the first quarter. Yeah, they got a uh, one-on-one situation, and Jamar thinks I'm just going to beat him, and he just keeps sprinting head down, trying to get past the corner. But Joe threw it to the back shoulder, thinking, "Okay, we got, I've got it. You've got good leverage here for the back shoulder throw." And the fall just falls incomplete. But that was one of the very few times I've ever seen them on that situation not have a mind meld, and they made up for it later with a beautiful back shoulder catch from Chase. But yeah, I. I didn't hate the offense. I I just, it was fine for the most part. It wasn't great, but it was fine. And I have no issues. If the defense is giving you the run game and it's giving you these checkdowns underneath, I don't personally have issues taking them. I just think everybody is kind of, and understandably a little bit impatient with trying to only win with 15 plays, 70, 80 yard drives, because it is hard to do, but that's, how you take advantage of the, these defenses when they're backing way off and trying to make you do that. And Zach Taylor said after the game, we were talking about the weapons and T Higgins that he want, uh, T wanted to give it a go after halftime, but just really wasn't feeling it. And that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, a lot of people thought the extra couple days in the mini buy uh, would help T Higgins because he played in Miami with that ankle or against Miami with, with his ankle kind of, irritate him a little bit so that's just something that we'll want to watch out for on the injury report obviously he was questionable all week and he did give it a go early in the game but uh, they decided against putting him back out there so something to keep an eye on in the wide receiver room but no I agree with you I I think at the end of the day it's it's frustrating because if you would have told me in this game run game's gonna get going they're gonna re- Joe's gonna really kind of have a coming out party for himself uh, you're gonna you're gonna see Joe Mixon get it going. Offense line is gonna be fine. Um, I, I think 
I would love to know what Zach Taylor was telling Lyle Collins uh, when they did the whole trying to be too cute on the goal line and it didn't work out for him because Zach ran after Lyle at that time and they had a conversation and they talked a little about it. Maybe he should have been somewhere else and maybe that was a little miscommunication on his part too. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating when that that's the amount of points that you put up after half of football at the end of the game. And they're, better than they're playing. They're just better than they're playing. And you can be without T Higgins. You can be without Jamar Chase because there were games last year in 2021 where T Higgins had to set out a couple games and then T came back and, you know, another player's more involved. And it's just, it's just such a head scratcher. I really, I, I, I can't point it out right now. Yeah. But uh, it, they're, they're better than that. If you think that they score that touchdown instead of, whatever happened in that situation, they win the game. They score like 24 points. We don't it's even not, talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's not an issue. It's like a, ah, they should be able to put up 30, but 24 is fine. AFC North divisional game. These games are always hitting the under. So I stupidly predicted 30 points, but yeah, I was, I was watching. I was like, yeah, these AFC North primetime games, they never hit the over. I don't <laughs> but, like uh, Sunday night football. Can we just talk about how Sunday night football is the worst when you're watching football all day? It is absolutely miserable to know that, you know what? Your team doesn't kick off until 820, 825, 830. You got to watch all these games all day, 1 p.m., 4 p.m. Oh, no pressure. Just get to watch football all day. No, it doesn't work like that because all you're doing is thinking about Sunday night football. And you knew every, when that game started, I'm sure you tell me if this happened to you. Cause it happened to me. You had like some old memories kind of pop up in your head. Like, Oh, this is a the familiar feeling. I remember these games. I remember how prime time feels. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to get really bad. And then it just, I don't know if close games are harder to lose or blowouts. I really don't know anymore. Uh, uh, I'd rather lose a close game because at least they play well. Um, I had the thought that they were going to get blown out um, when it was 10 nothing. The offense looked like a disaster, and the Ravens were driving with the ball at about the 50. That Von Bell interception couldn't have come at a better point because that really did start to look like, oh, boy, if they go down three scores and they have, like, three first downs so far, it's not a blowout, like, for sure, but it, it does – it's a little bit of the PTSD of following this team when they were abysmal in prime time of like, Oh no, not again. And a little bit of like, I, it really felt like the Ravens offense right then was almost unstoppable. It, which was kind of frustrating because it's like, Hey, you guys have done this before. And while I think readers presence is definitely felt, or his him missing was definitely felt they also couldn't really stop all those like jet sweeps and other things that are attacking the edge of the defense they eventually were able to start containing some of that stuff but really i think the ravens they score like 24 25 26 27 somewhere around there if lamar can just hit one of those passes deep down the field oh my how did he miss them twice that's a that's why I was like the the defense was good but yeah missed opportunities and we're talking about a bad defensive performance for the first time in a while. See, that's what like it, this would be so much easier to say if Cincinnati would have won because it wouldn't sound like sore loser or anything like that. But I wasn't super impressed with Lamar Jackson today. The way he's been playing at an MVP level, I was just like, oh, 
okay, you missed two wide receivers open where you could have just pretty much closed the game. And they were, those were going to be touchdowns all the way. They were nothing but green grass in the end zone. And he missed both of them. Um, and look, there could have been miscommunication that I didn't see, but I wasn't. But it sounds like a sore loser because I'm like, oh, you lose to Baltimore. You're like, oh, Lamar wasn't that. I, I wasn't impressed. I feel like it, I feel like the, the Bengals lost to themselves and they made bad decisions. Uh, respect to Lamar in the run game, and he eventually did start passing the ball really well. That pass to Mark Andrews on the left sideline with the amount of touch it had was absolutely perfect. But, yeah, oh, man, the Tyler Wallace miss where Lamar said, I'm going for it, basically, to John Harbaugh when he was trying to send out the kicker. He was, yeah. And he might have not had a guy within 15 yards of him. Like, he didn't need – all you had to do was put it anywhere near him, and he threw it way too far. I don't know. I. I think Lamar is a great quarterback. I don't he think is. he had the best day. I think this is not a MVP statement type game, even if he won on prime time. He escaped some sacks. He did a good job. He did a great job running. And then when they needed him to, he was really able to do a good job passing the ball. It was almost three straight misses deep, by the way, because uh, I remember that over route that he way overthrew to right to Von Bell. That came... I think like around that same time period, like he threw the interception. Yeah. Because then the Bengals go score and then he throws that fourth down away. And I believe that was also in the first half. I could be wrong though. I, this is all a little bit of a blur. I just remember thinking like, Ooh, really Lamar is off. And then second half, he's doing pretty well, even though they weren't scoring. I'm still annoyed by that game. I'm still really annoyed. We should I, we should have a role where we can't record like 30 minutes right after a game because there's so many things that you're thinking about. You're like, ah, you should have had that. But uh, we'll move on to the last segment, and we're going to end on a positive note because we are here for you, and we want to uh, bring some optimism going into your Monday morning because everyone's going to be extremely tired, but we'll have this and drink your coffee and enjoy our podcast. We'll be, back. we'll be back on Tuesday and Thursday with another one. We'll be back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.